All right, back on. So it's funny, we were just watching this commercial with, what's the song called? Get Out of My Dreams and Into Your Car? And Into My Car. Into My Car? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Todd, I can't believe you nailed who sang that song. Billy Ocean. Um, Doug Whitt. Well, why, why do you know? Why do you know? You just know? I just, I, I specifically remember that song from my childhood. Yeah, and you're saying, really? That's why. I mean, because I it was, that song? I remember there was a video, and I think this was when videos were still pretty new. See, I thought it was popularized by a movie, but that could be why I thought it was popularized by a movie, was because it was a video. I think he, I think he um, had Donald Duck. And you're right. I mean, back then, MTV was like a thing. Like now, I don't know. Maybe MTV still is a thing. Who the fuck do I know? What do I know what these kids are, are doing now? Um, I don't think it's much of a thing. I don't think so either. Sorry, MTV, if you are. It's called uh, Get Out of My Dreams. But, but, yeah, I mean, everybody would watch videos. And the generation before us, even, I want to say, like, no, you know what? My sister watched a ton of videos, and a lot of kids my age watched a ton of videos. Oh, yeah, I'm I did. 40. You watch a lot of videos? Yeah. I never really could get into videos. And I watch, and I listen to a lot. As you know, I listen to everything. Yeah, I, I think, music. well, first of all, uh, there was less on. Mm. And it was new. Definitely a ton less on. You know, it was new. And then... I was actually busy living life and playing sports. And uh, Todd, Todd has been a couch potato his whole life. No, no, no. But this and you is, know where uh, we are right now? On his couch. <laughs> this, is where, this, is where this, this is where this show is broadcast. Make no progress. <laughs> this is where this show is broadcast every Monday. Although today, it's a Thursday. Yeah. It's kind of like when they do that Saturday Night Football and and they still call it Thursday Night Football. It's a fucking stupid. No, yeah, this is Mondays on Todd's couch. What's that? Mondays on oh, Todd's couch. Mondays on Todd's couch. You know what else it's like? When uh, when a radio host or a cable news host. Go to a different game, by the way. We're uh, at halftime of the Kansas uh, Penn game. Kansas is up by like seven. Right. So. so when a cable news host is out and somebody fills in for them, they will not change the name, oh, the of, the name of the show. They'll I be know. like, this is the Rachel, Rachel Maddow show. I'm Todd Liebman. You I know agree. what I mean? Or whatever. I agree. <laughs> but I get that more, actually. I get that, too. It's funnier on the radio. It's funnier when you hear it on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll yeah, be yeah. like, this is the Rush Limbaugh show. Right. Well, especially if you've got a guy for a girl or a girl for a guy. Right, right. Yeah. Welcome back to the Rush Limbaugh show. Do we not have any games on right now? Uh, Are we at halftime ball games? I think Gonzaga should be back. See, here's the thing. Everybody, every guy who's watching games right now can identify. You gotta get warmed up for March Madness. Like, you gotta get the, your, remote, your remote control game down. Gonzaga's is going up by 12 against UNC Greensboro with about 60 minutes yeah. left. They look well in control of this game. I, I do agree with you, though, about the first day of the tournament. Because yeah, it's your remote game off, right? It, well, I mean, listen, it's a lot coming at you. It is. It's, it's like sensory overload. And well, last weekend, by the way, you gotta be—you uh, can't just, you know, wake up and fucking be ready. We didn't—we uh, didn't come to you on Monday because we're here on a Thursday because we figured we got the tournament. There, there's so much more to see and do. Today. Right. There was nothing going on on Monday. But talk about sensory overload. On Sunday, there was a shitload going on. Because Sunday, you had Tiger. By the way, you got Tiger today. You got Tiger and he today was, as he well. Was, he was in second last yeah, night. Yeah, no, I know. I know. And We're by the way, right um, you guys are going to hear the tape. And you're going to hear about us talking about topics. Well, what other people talk about topics? And we talked about Tiger. And he compared him to Michael Jordan. And how he was back. He was on his way back. And you tell by his body language. And you had him come in second 
last week at the Valspar, and you now got him playing at the Bay Hill, and everybody's freaking out about the Masters. Like, you got every media outlet in the world freaking out. But I said this, and I texted this to one of my buddies, that you got two athletes who could do this in, in our modern history, and that's Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods, where basically they come back and they do something and everything stops. They, they, are, they were both of them you would consider bigger than the game. True. I shoot Jules. I was a big one. Bigger big, than the game. Big sneeze from Jules, who's wearing the Dr. J shirt. It's pretty cool. I know. You know what? Dr. J, he was not, and as good as Dr. J was, he didn't stop the needle. You know what I mean? It came through all time. He was, well, came but I mean, Doc, Dr. J wasn't Michael Jordan. If Dr. J wasn't Michael Jordan, he wouldn't Michael Jordan. That's well, Dr. J also never played on cable TV. He probably never played on live TV. He never won six championships either. Todd. Okay. Why don't you get you, you and this is from a Bulls fan. Well, I, I find myself in the position of defending Michael Jordan and giving giving him his. I prize. believe Dr. J. And by the way, and I'm from the city of Philadelphia, and, and Todd. I believe Dr. J was, was, a, trans, was, was a transcendent basketball player. He was transcendent. I give you transcendent, but not needle stop. And he wouldn't stop. What the fuck are you That just means, I know. I don't even know if I'm. Near. Well, I know the expression moves the needle. Moves that's the needle. like, yeah, that's I'm like, fucking that expression yeah, all up. Yeah. I just mean, stop. I mean, I mean, stop the globe from spinning. And I, yeah, I put a needle in there, and I don't even know where where, where, I, where I was going with the whole thing. And I said it once, and I kind of. I don't think stop the globe from spinning is as common as an expression as you might think it yeah, is. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> you might have made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, I, might, I, might be, I might be just, you know, freestyling right here, Todd. Yeah, no, that's but okay. You, but you we, know what? You know what? No, no, we encourage that. Here. Yeah, you know what? I'm just saying that there are only a couple of modern athletes who mm-hmm. actually make people stop. Yeah. And that's that's all I should have said. I should have kept it simply as that. Yeah. But they make people stop. You stop what you're doing, and you pay attention to what that athlete's doing. Right. And I've heard Ali was like that. Jordan, my lifestyle, lifetime, and Tiger Woods. Where basically, I can send you a text message. I say Tiger and contention. You go what? And this is with exclamation question mark. What channel is it on? Right. And it's incredible. Although I don't think the fucking tournament, the golf tournament, is on. Maybe on the golf channel. Well, it's, it, it, it wasn't anymore. His, his round is over. Oh, is that right? It wasn't. So where, so where are we, Tiger? He finished the round at four under, and he's one down. Wow, one that's back. incredible. One back, I should say. And he's at the Bay Hill, which is Arnold Palmer's uh, tournament, and Tiger looks fully back. I mean, it's going to be incredible. By the way, in Apparently December, there was an incident, and I don't know if he was mad at himself or somebody else, like he thought he should have gotten a drop or something, but apparently there was an incident where he was visibly furious. Yeah. And people were tweeting about how Tiger's back. Yeah, and here's the thing. So... In that earlier tape where I talked about Tiger being back and comparing to Jordan, that was exactly what I saw that made me think Tiger was back. He almost slammed his club head yeah. after a shot, and it wasn't like I'm nervous about my health, I'm nervous about all of the history, and I'm just going to say it personal history because it, it doesn't matter to the golf, except for that gets in your head a little bit, especially in a game like golf. Um, he wasn't worried about all that. He was worried about just being competitive and being the shit out of the round and being the shit out of the competition. And that's old Tiger. Okay. Nasty and, and a prick and, and Who's in front of arrogant Jimmy, Jimmy and Walker. all that stuff. And Michael Jordan is the exact same way, by the way. Okay. Arrogant and a prick and nasty and there are tons of stories about it. Indeed. And the thing about it is maybe it's tough because Steve Jobs – 
notorious for being the same type of thing. Arrogant and nasty and a prick. And maybe there's something about being a transcendent talent and being a prick. And there's a, there's a famous line in the movie about Jobs where he says, you can be a genius and not a prick. One of these guys says that. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case, honestly. Most geniuses are Doogie, Doogie Hauser was was always polite. You're right. And well behaved. And by the way, that brings us back to Take Me Out of My Car In My Dreams. Or what was the name of the song? Get Out of My Dreams. Get Out of My Dreams. By Billy Ocean. I would say before we got out of the mic, that's probably the worst time for music. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Billy. No, I agree. But I mean, that song's actually at least something. The, 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 it's a pretty the, shitty the, song. The horrible, actually, actually. It, it is, but at least he's doing something. The horrible music. He's doing something. I like that. The, the horrible we music. We can always say that we're doing something. We yeah. can say we're doing something right now. You can't say that with the synthesizer music of the 1980s. That's just a bunch of fucking nothing. Yeah, I guess so. And you also had kind of the mid-90s, which is like that too, where you had that techno in the house. Uh, Maybe yeah. that was the early 2000s. Yeah, the, that, that was... Uh, it didn't stick around too long. No, but by the way, if you want a nice like uh, prodigy, if you want a nice album that has like that kind of house techno feel, Hot Chip. I'm telling you, listen to Hot Chip. Yeah. You'll think they're incredible, okay. Incred- incredible band. And I don't know if I'm giving you justice by calling them. I think they're called Dance or Electronica. I'm telling you, they're dope. Okay. Um, and I know a little something. About Not this. my kind of music. I'm I, will, I, will, I will give them a listen. Give them a chance. Give them a listen. What I tell you about Greta Van Fleet, which I'm getting tickets for today. You are? Yeah, I'm getting things. Greater than Fleet, they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin, but these kids are like 18, 19 years old. Some of them haven't even graduated high school. They sound, Somebody was on the Dan Patrick show, and that's how I heard about I it. I think they're all brothers. Two of them are brothers and maybe three are brothers, uh, but at least two, you're right. Um, one is definitely not a brother. So, and one, by the way, left the band, so there's already a formerly of Grutter Van Fleet, even though neither none of these guys are older than 21. Why do you leave the band? I don't know, but you think about that guy. Like, it's like, I'm not, they're not the Beatles. Um, but you think about, like, the guy who leaves a band uh, before they make it big and before they do these incredible things, and you wonder what this gets you. I'm not going to roll him smock. Maybe he's doing great things in his life. Maybe he's going to start another band. Or maybe he's maybe a therapy. He magic. And maybe he'll be on therapy for the rest of his life. Yeah. Because he left Grand Event before yeah. they made it. Yeah. So anyway, this band's coming to town in a month, and i got to go see them. Uh, they're that good. Who are you going with? I don't know. I'm going to buy a couple tickets, and we're going to see. Maybe I'm going to get a lady friend. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows, Todd, if I can get a lady friend Who before, knows? before the concert. we got a full month. Where is it? Probably not. Where is it? Uh, it's in Los Angeles at the Henry Ford Theory. If I don't get a lady friend, Todd, you're welcome to go. Where's you're welcome it? to be my lady friend. Okay. Okay. I'll consider that. All right. Oh, wow. I got a potential. That's usually what girls say to me, too. So I'll consider that. You got a maybe. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm often with a solid maybe in my plans. So we got Gonzaga up eight, which is closer game than you would think. And UNC Greensboro driving with a chance to go within six. With about 12.41 left. Make it a game of it. Make it a game of it. Alright, we gotta stop recording. That's fine. Alright, we're back. Basically, we're talking about going out to lunch. Todd, you're talking about you were talking about getting this burrito at this place. Give the, give the place credit. The Corner Deli and Grill. And it's a connected to what? To a gas station. And it looks like one of these shitty like little hole in the walls, right? And they've got fantastic food. Uh, some of the best breakfast burritos you'll get. 
Uh, they got like burgers. I see people coming in there for all kinds of stuff. And it's amazing. You can see like ten cooks lined up, so you know they're right. just cooking everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these you cooks know. have probably been there for like ten years. Yeah, it's the best. Like, there's this place in Virginia that's connected to a gas station. Uh, actually, might be an Exxon. Um, and it's called Bel Air. I think this one's an Exxon. And it's called Bel Air. And me and my buddies go back every two years to watch a Virginia game. We go to Bel Air, and and this place is packed. It's got a line. Literally around the entire uh, around the entire deli, uh, yeah. just full, and it's in a gas station. These little hole in the wall places are incredible. They can be. Sometimes those are the best places to go. Yet, one well, in LA, you never know. Although I'll tell you, if Although you're you getting, get if you're getting breakfast, it's tough to fuck up breakfast. It is tough to fuck up breakfast. There's but but there is better breakfast than others. You know, there's a nice like greasy yeah. level to it. There's a nice like. I don't like my breakfast play. I, I'm not like an egg white, and it's funny. I like I consider myself a very healthy guy. Like you know, work out on a regular, regular, very regular basis. But if I'm going out for breakfast, I don't want it to be clean. I don't want it to like egg white omelets. Right. I don't want it to be like spinach. I don't want it to be healthy. I want like grease. Turkey I want bacon. It to be like, yeah, oh, you sure. know. I want it to be like down and dirty a little. It's the most satisfying you know? meal you could ever eat. It is like a, a great breakfast burrito. After a night of drinking, uh, you know, with the grease cell in your stomach, you can't, you can't beat it. Huevos Rancheros. You know what? Who knows? We may have a Friday's on Todd's Couch. I may come over here just for that breakfast burrito and the early games. Oh, really? After I drink some beers. No, I have some beers. Who knows? I, I will, if I was thinking, I may have Wait, beers all day. Wait, you tomorrow? I may have beers all day. I may leave my car here, Uber back. Oh, and then, and then Uber come back, back for it. And then and then I'll and then I'll go get breakfast and I'll bring you another burrito okay. for tomorrow. Okay. You never know. Empty prop could be empty prop. It probably will be. Probably. <laughs> 50-50 shot. I'll keep my just, just like most things in the tournament. 50-50. <laughs> 50-50 proposition. So wait a minute. We're mm. gonna to get to our interesting picks. Who you got in your final four and the best brackets you feel good about? Okay. I, my friend, only did one bracket. I'm a man. Um, I'm confident in my in my selections and my analysis. I have Villanova. Okay, I got Nova. Kansas. I got Kansas. All right, this is very interesting, right? Pod. Gonzaga. No, sir. Who do you have? I got Gonzaga going out in the second round. Who do you have coming out the West? Uh, I have Xavier, which I don't feel good about. Okay. I don't feel good about my brackets at all, if I'm being honest. And I then hate my brackets. Out of the South, I have Kentucky. Really? Yeah. What happened to my fucking uh, Cavaliers, my friend? They lose to Kentucky in the Sweet 16. Disgusting. Yeah. I've got UEA and I've got Xavier, and that's where we that's where we part ways. You got all four number one teams. I know. I realize I realized that as I woke up. Here's the thing. My mind's a little clouded because my heart's involved in this. <laughs> and UVA is my water. And I go back every two years, and I love that basketball team. I love our coach. Sure. I love our program. We lost the sixth man of the year going into the tournament. Guess what, Todd? Here's the What's thing. That? You remember a statement and a phrase that I often uttered throughout the NFL playoffs, my friend. What was it? Playing the past month. Because you know what ended up happening was Carson Wentz went down a month before the season. We go into the playoffs, the underdog, nobody thinks they're going to win. It was a great place to be because we still had a really good defense. We still had you a really good coaching that. staff. And if everything broke right, we could win. And everything fucking broke right. And you we won. had a backup quarterback beat Tom Brady 
for the city of Philadelphia's first Super Bowl. Let me just let, ever. Me, let me just say something slightly off topic. Yeah. It's now twelve oh three in the PM. Uh-huh. We have transitioned into the afternoon. Yeah. And I'm gonna have a beer. Oh, we should definitely have a beer because here's the other thing. We like now beer? have a yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a beer. Uh, we also have a five point game in this Gonzaga. Who are they playing? Oh, come on, Todd. Help me out here. I'm lost. UNC Greenboro game. Uh, and we've got about like 11 minutes left. So, you know, this is when the tournament starts to get lively, my friends. And this is when I can forget about Virginia. I can get, I can get day, out of my head. Day one of the morning games is when the tournament starts to get lively. But, you, uh, you, you know, Todd, you're always fucking interrupting my flow. Mm-hmm. I was saying my, my judgment clouded okay. by University of Virginia and how I'm seeing a lot of parallels to the run that the Eagles made to the, to the Super Bowl. Between, I mean, the, between the Virginia Cavaliers. You lose a big player. Philadelphia Eagles. Right before we're mm-hmm. going into the tournament. Mm-hmm. He, he, people, you cheer for both of those teams. People say, my heart, cheer. Right. My heart is with sure. both of those teams. Yes. Uh, my, my dignity, my soul, <laughs> is with both of those teams. Okay. So, we lose a big player. People are counting us out. And I'm playing with house money again, Todd. I am playing with house money. And we're going to run that motherfucker ride. I hope you don't jinx him. Man, so I've dropped the F. No, I did not drop the F. You keep you accuse me of dropping the F. No, we all heard what you said. I dropped did. the A. I we dropped the B. And I just got M F or Mom. I'm sorry. Um, well, uh, the good news is it's all now. We can just say whatever. It's true because it's all out there. It's all. Yeah, we're Jeff. We're, we're, we're George Carlin. We're Lenny Bruce. We're carrying on the legacy here. Lenny Bruce. Hey. I like that we're going back to him again. Dude, you you're disrespecting comedy. Todd's trying to quiet me down because he knows that the last time that a black man was in Brookwood this loud, well, let's let us let us just say OJ was didn't turn out for the white people. <laughs> didn't turn out well for anyone, you know. And you know, it's been long enough. I think it's been I think it's been long enough. We're good. I, I, I think I think we're good with the OJ jokes. I think I think we can do it. Uh, I did. Enough time to pass. Did you see that thing the other night? I did not. I can't watch it. I can't either. I even recorded it, and then I saw it pretty freaky. I watched the first 15 minutes. It was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. So, we're talking about OJ Simpson, obviously. We actually are in Brentwood, where those horrific murders happened. And this happened when I was, when I was, yeah, we were literally like probably a mile. We could walk to where they happened. Yeah. Um... And this is when I was around 16 years old, 17 years old. I was in high school. I had a history teacher who, and by the way, this is supposed to be, uh, I don't know if this wasn't AP history class. But anyway, this was a legitimate history class. And we literally spent the whole semester watching the OJ trial because she would never turn it off. That's how she taught every one of her classes. This is the Delaware public education system. And this Which was the, the syllabus based on the OJ trial? This is the test. The questions were the test questions wow. were based on the OJ trial. Uh, and the only other thing where she deviated is when we had to do like I think there was like national testing or whatever it was. But literally, that's all we did was watch the OJ trial, and that's all she did was watch the OJ trial. That's how big this thing was. Was we had an educator who was supposed to teach a class of students, a bunch of classes of students, and all she did was watch the OJ trial. It literally preempted. We talked about it was, it made was, everything stop. It was the biggest 
basically was the biggest news story of all time because we had just hit cable news. They still call it the trial of attention. You know what I mean? Well, and what we had was, we're in Los Angeles, we had a Hall of Fame football player, everybody knows by now, everybody probably knows by now, we had a Hall of Fame football player who allegedly, but and most people believe, murdered his wife. Most likely. Um, or ex-wife. Uh, and then he ends up getting away with it. Uh, later to go to jail for about 10 years for something much more minor, and clearly looks like retribution. Which, personally, folks, as a lawyer, is not the way the criminal justice system is supposed to work. Why he got off, um, a jury of his peers decided not to convict him, and it's not supposed to work that you get some second bite of the oh. apple and convict him for something that's totally unrelated and totally bullshit. He robbed some guys for a, for his. He didn't rob the guys. He he was on recording, audio recording, saying you took my stuff. So he was acting under the impression that he had been robbed and getting his stuff back. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was a robbery. And he ended up getting and, he, and by the way, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, apparently some of the guys went in there with guns, which does make it armed robbery technically, but OJ apparently never had a gun. Um, and despite that, because he put a whole bit in motion, they said, that he ends up getting two years for this. Um, and technically, I think that he might have had a an expungement on his record with relation to spousal abuse, but that may not even be correct. Um, so he may have had a totally clean record. Technically. Um, and they give him 10 years for that. Yeah. And that is not the way the criminal justice system is supposed to work. Um, you, well, the, you know, at least it's oh, wow. happy well, ending. Zaga just hit a huge shot because uh, UNC Greenberg was sneaking back in with 8.50 left. They were down by 6 points, 54, 50, 48, when Gonzaga just unleashed a 3 from D to make it 57, 48. Wow, but these guys are going back and forth because now we got UNC Greenberg with a nice little jumper to make it 57 50 with 8.30 left. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Speaking about creeping back in, Penn is only down six. Wow. Wow. Could that blow up all of our brackets? Oh, yeah. But of course, except for the smart people who don't depend on Bill Self, there's who in the world in their right mind who's been watching for the last 20 years, which I have been. Uh, would depend on Bill Self. I did. Uh, I mean, he's won a tournament. I think he did win one national championship. It was extremely, extremely lucky. He dealt four. And it's just like, what the hell? And look at him, just missing jumpers. Just can't find the ball. And they got oh, so lucky to get that top. rebound. It went through yeah. the fucking hands of the guy on 10. And just jacking three. But at least they made that three. Woo! Kansas back up by seven. I mean, as much as I don't want my bracket, you know. Oh, I'd love to see bracket, a 16 beat a one. The you really know, oh, 16 beat a 1, though. It's the never first happened ever. in the history for, for you people who don't know. Oh, uh, man, they almost got an and 1. And Penn almost gets but, an uh, and 1. They're down 7 with 16.52 left. Boy, that 42, layup 35. bounced around. And top right, as much as I would hate for this to bust my bracket, the 16 being a 1 has never happened. That would be incredible. And this does seem like the year where something crazy like that happened. happened. And people talk about Penn versus... This kid misses a free throw, and they're not. Think about what a that. swing this is, right? So, Kansas just got lucky to get that three, right? And this guy almost had a chance for a three-point play. Mm -hmm. He missed both free throws, right? So it's a six-point swing, and they're only down seven. Yeah, well, they really just, just fucked that up. Wow, but you get an offensive foul from the guy from Kansas, shoving off, and now Penn with the ball back, down seven. See, and that's why I say, or maybe it's just basketball because it's too early to start talking about these little. These swings, Todd. What do you mean? This, this is why you want Marvin Albert. Because 
Todd, it's 1646. A million things are going to happen in this game. Yeah. Six point swing. Yeah, six point swing. The six point swing in the fucking first half. Then. Second half. Uh, we're in the second half now. I'm saying there was this probably the same similar play in the first half. We have to get in under three minutes where we start talking about our swings. I apologize for bringing it up. This game just got closer to the Gonzaga game. Where are we at? Yeah, uh, three. commercial. Perfect timing, Todd. Uh, like, like usual yeah, in your two life. commercials. 57-54. We got no tournament action. Now, here we go. That was interesting. Todd just tried to lie to me. He tried to tell me that... The no, I wanted to go to the Gonzaga game because it was 57-54 with seven He tried to tell me that Penn and Kansas is a commercial. He tried to do me again. Not a commercial. Penn down. Uh, but now Penn's losing some ground. Oh, oh it's turnover! And the layup. Penn was about to lose ground. They were down nine. What a turn the ball over. Kansas. Uh, Kansas had a t- chance to take the game into control, and now they're down seven with that turnover. With 60 minutes, 60 minutes left. Kansas just driving the ball. They look strong. I think Kansas has a good team this year, despite Bill Self. They'll win despite Bill Self. And I like him as a coach. He choke artist in the tournament. Let's go to Gonzaga. Let's see if we got. Let's see if we got. Got an commercial break. No, we did not. We are still at the commercial. What are your favorite commercials from around this time? You like the Barkley uh, commercials where they do the Capital One with Spike Lee and uh, Samuel? No, no, I don't. Do you like the one where they did the snakes on the plane? Where they made the joke about snakes on the plane? Uh, I thought it was a five or a six. Five or six out of ten? Yeah. Alright. I mean, five out of six isn't bad for a commercial, though, right? It's an average commercial. It's a slightly above average commercial. Most commercials, but what would you give most commercials? Because when you get something right. Less. Right. I, I, gave, I gave that commercial like a seven, I would uh, say, man. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I thought the, it was fun. You enjoy the Snakes on the Plane commercial from, from Samuel L., the singer? <laughs> I thought I thought it was... I actually the thought, extremely corny scripted singer? It was it was extremely corny you think? And, and scripted, but for whatever reason, it just kind of got me. Okay. You know? That's fair. I did see a very good movie last night. What did you say? Patty Cakes. Never, I think I've heard of Patty Cakes. Came out in 2017. Okay. It's kind What's of it about? it's kind of like Eight Mile, except okay. it's about a fat white girl in New Jersey. Really? Who wants to be a rapper? Really? Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Super poor, super white trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not attractive. Do you say white trash anymore? You, you, well, you're not really white. You're Jewish. You can say. I don't know if you can say white. <laughs> First of all, David Duke. I think I'm still white. <laughs> no, dude. I don't see. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you think offense either way. Why, if I call you a white guy and you're like, well, I'm Jewish. Why? Because I feel like your brother would be like, I'm not a cracker, I'm Jewish. I feel like you're, do you not think that that's a statement that would come out of your brother's mouth? Well, I can tell you when he or David, I had way, to David fill out Duke. college applications, we had to put white. Jewish was not one of the fucking options. For, Is that right? Yes, that's right. It's a religion. David, I think, I think that... Well, I can't. How am I going to? How am I going to say to a Jewish person than what I think Jewish people think? That I was I was about to make an ass of myself. But what I would say is that I feel like I have met Jewish people who think that they are who, who feel like they are not among traditional them. Caucasians or Anglo. Obviously, they're not Anglo-Saxon. No, you could be an Anglo-Saxon. I don't no, know. you couldn't. I don't think you'd be an Anglo-Saxon Jew. I guess. 
That's my point. Like, I think when I think of white, you think of Anglo-Saxon. That's my point. Okay. And it's not David Duke at all. Like, I was actually trying to pay respect uh -huh. to your heritage. Mm -hmm. and, that, and, and honestly, that gets us to a larger point of the problem with society. Yeah. Is clearly, Todd knows that I'm not a racist, and he was making a joke that uh, I'm black. That is what they all do. and David Duke think. But they want they want a white nation and they don't consider the Jews to be part of it. There you go. So that's maybe that was the thing. But yeah, yeah. Well, I see where you're getting your fucking your my, cues my, from. My, <laughs> it is. I, I do. I do. I do. I, I, I identify with that that ideology. I know you do. They picked up from from the KKK, where you know my my people were always. <laughs> I'm surprised, always welcome, you're, I'm surprised always you're so forgiving for it, but uh, yeah, good for you. Are you very very old? We bounced from, you know, the traditional white slave owner to the KKK, and now, you know, David Duke, it's a modern version. I mean, we associate with all. We're very forgiving, we are. You know, in the Moors. Yeah. Winston of the line of Moors. Of the Moors. You know, he's going to have to learn that about himself. Yeah. Yes. For him to so anyway, that is where we are in society, where you can offend somebody with just about anything. You know, and I think, honestly, the great thing about it is me and Todd are such good friends, and we can talk about anything. He knows that, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive, and I wouldn't be. Yes. Uh, and honestly, I know that he's not going to take offense, even if I make a fucking stupid statement. I don't even think to tell him how most people who... We got a tie ball game. Oh, wow. All right. We got we to we we get off politics. We got to talk politics. Oh, they gave him a two. I guess his foot was on the line. We got 57-56. Gonzaga, 538 left. And boy, do I have Gonzaga going out in the second round, and boy, wouldn't I mind seeing an upset here. I am also not a fan of Gonzaga. I think that they choke most of the time. I think last year was an exception. Yeah. Um, I think they go out early all the time. No, I'm never a fan of Gonzaga. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with Gonzaga or the state of Washington. No, they got a lot of white people on their John team, and Stockton. I know you don't like that. That's a good point, but but David Duke does, and where are you all over the place? So if they, if they win, if they win today, they yeah. will play the winner of the Ohio State South Dakota State. I got the South Dakota State uh, beating Ohio State? State. Yes, I do. I, I do too in this bracket. I have I haven't been broke both brackets, and then I've been losing Xavier, but I almost wish that I took him over as Xavier. Who South, South Dakota, Dakota State. State? They got this player, this guy Mike Ball, who's supposed to be incredible. The Bominator, I think they call him. The Bominator. Yeah, this is where they make stars. Oh, they're three. Oh, badness. Bad by the way, from the UNC Greenboro. But they're still only down two with five minutes left. So what we're going to do, folks, is we're probably going to finish up with this game, and then we're probably going to grab some lunch. We're going to take a little break. A little break from you guys. A little break. Yeah, maybe you guys need a little break from us. Refuel. Who knows? Recharge the batteries. That's right. I'm Come back. Be, who knows? I'm going to give them great content. Well, I could take a, you know, post-lunch post, post nap, you know, post -lunch nap. Oh, okay. Nap. I thought you were going to say post-lunch post shit. Yeah, well, that too. That would be... That's pod, that would be breaking pot there. That's the precursor. That's the precursor. You guys can't wait until I call Todd's shit from outside the bathroom door. He's going to love that. That would be groundbreaking. He's going to love that content. He thinks I'm joking. Wait until I do... Wow, UNC Greenberg just tied the game with four minutes, 450 left. Gonzaga could go down. By the way, your boy Rich loves Gonzaga. Are we going to get an appearance from Rich today? He won't stop that. Oh, that? Is he really, are you going to get an from Rich today? No, he's, he's got three TVs going right now. Hmm. At his place? Yeah. Yeah, we can't do live from our uh, fucking Mondays on Todd's couch. On he's the road. Just this picture. It's really from the road. 
Wow, he does have three TVs. Yeah. All right, so we got Gonzaga up two with 420 left. Very symbolic that uh, time. And now Greenboro just coming back. I'm going to call him Greenboro because UNC Greenboro is just a mouthful, folks. Uh, you know, it's a little too much. Who are you going to call him, Greensboro? Greenboro. You will refer to them as the University of North Carolina <laughs> at Greenboro. You can do that. Every time. Oh, no foul. Tilly, no foul. Up on the back. Greenboro's got the ball back. 3.55 left. High ball game, folks. Here we go. We've got ourselves. March Madness. This is what March Madness is all about. Let him slow playing this ball, just trying to figure out what he wants to do. We got a guy popping out. We got some movement at the top. Boy, this would a be a big loss for Gonzaga. Oh, the three! three. Oh, Another bad, bad miss, but they get it but back. They get the rebound. Greenboro still has the ball up top. Wait, they the clock didn't the clock, clock, clock is over. They should have reset the shot clock. Nobody's stopping it. Oh, now they have to beat the clock. Unless he missed the rim on that break. Wow, so I don't even know what happened. I'm completely honest in calling this game. So we had a wild and bad miss for Greenboro. On a shot clock that should have reset. No, I think that wild and bad miss missed the rim. You think totally? I think that's what they it's thought. It's going to be interesting if we see the replay, whether that hit the rim. Anyway, Greenboro then rebounded again. A Gonzaga player took it away from him. And then a Gonzaga player started up the court. And I believe we have a block on the Greenboro player. your favorite player. commercials. Oh, we got, we got Samuel L. And Charles. The truck wagon. Oh. Oh, Charles Barkley's waving a turkey wing at an armadillo, and this is what we had during the tournament. And you're probably going to see this commercial fifty thousand, five five billion times. God, I forgot that about the tournament. But is that today. more about me and, and watching too much tournament, or well, is that I more mean, about the commercial? That's a thing about the tournament. You'll start to see these fucking commercials over and over. Well, and football over season again. two. Do you remember By that? Way, Do you remember that, that? Can I just say this? Hold on. Okay. How bad is it that ESPN made the decision to do that rapping basketball promotion the entire season? Isn't oh, that thing nauseating? It's horrible. Or they wrap the matchup of the basketball teams? It's, so it's the most annoying thing ever, and they're doing it all season. And I can't believe somebody won't pull the plug off. How about, how about like, the, fucking guy? the fucking owner's daughter who did the, like the owner, of, the CEO of ESPN's daughter who came up with this idea that they can't pull this. Definitely, that is definitely a white person. It is literally like a drill into my head that they do not pull this commercial at this time. Uh, and, and folks, I'm putting it in my head with my fingers in the side of a gun. It's a That's terrible, how bad it is. It's a terrible Terrible campaign. And nobody likes it. And, no, and, no. It's and embarrassing. I'm not it's on social media, and that's my problem. But I've got to imagine that people are complaining about this. Uh, and what the like, why in the world do they keep doing this sort? Wow. This lady's stoning her man's shit you know, out I, I, I'm, I'm almost positive. I've actually I, seen that, by the way, one time. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, I saw it. come upon a scene where I, someone was getting their shit thrown out of a window? I didn't see, I didn't see the shit actually getting thrown you out of the window. I saw it outside the house. Wow. On the, on the lawn. It was pretty ugly. It was pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, to be a fly on the wall in that house. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Well, we got Star Wars commercial. Todd, you're not a Star Wars fan, right? No, but I saw this one How with my it? brother on his birthday. Uh, it was, it was. I thought it was fine. My brother hated it. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, he didn't like it at all. 
uh, I thought it was fine. I mean, it's, I'm it's a Star Wars fan, by the way. It's, it's well made. It was the first Star Wars movie I saw in 20 See, years. Your brother, yeah, your brother's more of a Star Wars fan, so that makes me think that I may not like it. The first one I saw in 20 years. Well, I mean, you missed the Jar Jar Binks and, and God, I forget that kid's name. Um, and the kid who played Anakin Skywalker as a kid, uh, it'll come to me later. But anyway, you missed that era, and that era sucked. Okay. Um, it's when... It's the last one, honestly, is what brought back the franchise. Uh, the last one was really good. Okay. You know, and and Rogue One, which is a spinoff, and they're supposed to be doing more of those, yeah. was really good. Although I hear, have you heard that um, the Han Solo one's supposed to be Doom? Supposed to be what? Doom. Why? It's, it's, I think they're on their third director. Uh, it's done, know. though, right? Maybe. Because I think I saw a trailer for it. Oh, really? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so. you know, it's the guy um, who's in Atlanta, who's doing it, Glover. Um, yeah. And he's really good. He's down a guy. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's great. I don't see any of them. I don't know. It's had like three directors, and that's never a good sign. <clears throat> but J.J. Abrams is incredible. One of our favorite shows, Not Lost. Todd is fully focused on the tournament as well. He should be. Greensboro just tied the game. 63 62. Under three minutes. Look at him run this track on Gonzaga. Get them out of their offense. I love the tournament. Did you see these Cinderella's just come up? Although Gonzaga's bullshit, dude. Every year they do this. They break people's hearts in their brackets. Every year. They're like the Kansas of the West. We got the Midwest and we got the West. Go! Here we go with a turnover. No, Gonzaga's going to keep the ball. With only six seconds left on the shot clock. 62-62, 234 left. Oh, boy, what a beautiful move by the kid from Greensboro. Get a little pirouette, like a little ballet dancer mm-hmm. in the lane. The underhand lane. We got five seconds. Does he know? Seconds. Does he know? He shoots a three and misses it. We got a scrum underneath the ball. Oh, wow. Oh, they're they're not gonna make here. They got a fresh clock. 2.26 left, 62-62. Brand new Boy, clock. what a scrum underneath there. And looks like they got it right for sure. It went off the Greensboro player. And now we got Gonzaga with the ball back in. Fresh shot clock. Tie game. Three-man weave up top. Little teardrop that wouldn't go from Gonzaga. Not now, making shots, Gonzaga. No, they are not. This is the Gonzaga that I know and love. This is the Gonzaga that's going out in the second round of my bracket. I saw them in their tournament. I didn't think they were that good. Yeah, they're one of those teams, was, though, that sometimes plays up and down in their competition. Yeah, they lost a bunch of good players, too. Yeah. I and mean, they went to the finals last year. And it's tough for a program of that size. Wow, Greensboro just tipped it in. We got Greensboro up two with a minute 45 left. But it's tough for a program like that to replenish. You know what I mean? Like, they're still a mid-major, as, well, as good as they are. Oh, um, no, they've got, they've, got, they've got a ton of talent. I'm not saying they don't have a ton of talent, but they're not North Carolina. They're not Kentucky. They're not like people want to make. They're no, not. They're that. not mid. They're not. Yes, they are mid major. Yes, they are. That's well, wait, wait. They're the original mid major. Yeah, I, I know, but I, well, then I don't know what a mid major is because I feel like they've broken they out of that. No, they aren't. Like that's what I'm saying is because the, people will go to Gonzaga to play basketball, but you're not getting a five star recruit. Like unless he's from. If if you've got a five star recruit from Washington, you know. And, and by the way, I'm I'm just going to wait. Wait, the elephant. Is, I'm gonna, is, is UCLA a mid major? Are you out? <laughs> what did you well, say? Well, Gonzaga has been con- consistently better than UCLA for the last ten years. 
UCLA plays in the Pac-12 and not the WAC, so let's start there because we can just talk about conference. By the way, my eyes are bugging out of my head like Tim Duncan does to the referees because I'm listening to a UCLA fan on the day that we talk about our good friend Phil Schwab, who was my point is, of course, they're not a mid-major, so then neither is Gonzaga. Gonzaga is a better. Does conference matter to you? Or do national championships matter to you? Or or do first-round draft picks matter to you? Or does his like? Or you? What, what makes a team a mid-major? My head is exploding. What makes a team a mid-major then? Their conference is one thing. Their location is another thing. Okay. Uh, well, then, well, then the size of their school is another thing. Yeah, they're a mid-major, Todd. Todd, besides you tried to make, you tried school, to make a point. Is... You tried to make a point, and I shit on your point like I'm doing on that line. Uh, I mean, is UCLA a mid-major? I thought God, a mid-major was a team that can't really way, compete with the majors. It, we had a commercial break there. We got a minute 30 left. And it's 64-62, UNC Greenboro. Uh, and we got Gonzaga. I get what you're saying. Basically, by their success, you would think that they're a major. But that's what I'm saying is they're still not Kentucky. Like, even even to your point, even as good a program as that is, um, and the fact that you are right, they are better than a lot of majors. Like, they're better than, say, Illinois. Your dad's uh, alma mater. It's not they're, well, like, better than... They're better than 95% better than, of majors. Correct. Correct. But they're still a mid-major based on geographic location, based on conference, and I think based on size of school. That would be the point that I would make. Um, but I still don't think that they get the kids that Kentucky's getting. They don't get the kids that UNT's getting. They don't get the kids that Duke's maybe getting. Maybe not. That was more my point. Maybe not, but neither do a lot of schools. Right, but it's tough for you to basically just come back to the Final Four after losing a Final Four team if you're not one of those schools. It is tough. Which you thought, they could still do it. Uh, you're right, and a lot of people took them in the final four. Listen, you know, oh, they got lucky there, man. They just got a turnover. Oh yeah, they did. They did not want to go down more. Yeah, so we got Greensboro at a minute left, uh, up two. We just turned the ball over, and now Gonzaga's got a chance to tie. What do we got in that? Pet? And by the way, Kansas is only up five um, with eleven minutes. So we got Gonzaga with a minute left, down two. Wow, this kid just hit a three. No, no, that was a two. It's a two? That was a tie ball game, tie ball game. By the way, he was well inside the three point one. So you call him an idiot. Yeah. All right. Tie ball game, 45 seconds left. Greensboro with the ball. Oh, Gonzaga still on the side of the backboard. Now Gonzaga can win this game. Gonzaga has the ball, 35 seconds left on the clock, Um, 26 on the shot clock. It's about nine second differential. How deep you got Gonzaga going? Deep. Bro, really? At, at the least, Elite Eight, I believe. Oh, boy. Yeah. And I have him going to the Final Four, probably. Do you really? Wow, Gonzaga with the three! Oh, yeah. Hey, Gonzaga up by three! Twenty-four three. seconds left! Three! Todd's bracket very much alive. Gonzaga just said to Julian Moore, mid major that bitch. They were like, they, they just said to Julian Moore, that looks very major. Yeah. That looks very major. How does that look mid major? And you see a coach's wife. These are the great shots. You see, like, a coach's Is that grandma. coach's wife? Doing that phrase, wife? Doing a So, he did a cutaway from the coach's wife to a woman who's about 80 years old. And Todd, <laughs> Todd went in on her. Todd went on on grandma. Oh, Todd, maybe that was his wife. Todd just, Todd just went after her grandma. And What's his name? Few? Mark Few. Few. Uh, yeah. Coach Gonzaga. He's about 44 years old. <laughs> yeah. And then they cut away to an 84 year old. Yeah. She was hot. 
I don't know if we can say that on the pod. Might be, uh, we might be getting a little loose. What you can call her hot? I call grandma hot. Yeah, well, you better mean it. You can get away with it if you mean it. But if I find out that you are having fun calling her hot, she was sweet and hot. Then you can find a new uh, podcast. I hope her apple pies are hot. I hope her apple pies are nice and tasty and hot. Okay. My grandma made a mean apple. I didn't know if that was some kind of sexual innuendo or something like that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I know that we on our first. I can tell you, I didn't see it coming. We talked about the avocado and your affinity for the super fruit and, and what you like to do to those. But I don't do those same things. Remember American Pie, by the way? Because I thought that's where you were going. With your sexual when you know. And the pie, American Pie, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Okay. Well, that's why I said I thought you were saying it with some sexual innuendo. Because of American Pie. Yeah. If you don't know and about just, American Pie, it's a movie from probably the mid-90s where a kid had sex with a pie. I mean, he was very horny. Very horny. You know, they could Wow, Gonzaga with a... I don't know what just happened there. The Greensboro player brought the court up, got into the front court. It looked like he got tackled by a Gonzaga player. And they called it offensive? But it looks like it's an offensive foul in some measure. We're going to see it again here. Oh, the the Greensboro player pushed off and pushed the guy into... Did he? Yeah, he definitely pushed. All I saw was the guy in Gonzaga. Not very... He pushed him. I mean, he extended his arm. Uh, probably a flop. Okay. Um, and now you got Gonzaga with the ball up three in 17 seconds. You would think this is a ball game. We'll see what happens at the free this throw This kid's line. a stud, man, Achimura. Oh, this is the guy who's half Japanese. Yeah. And who looks like he's supposed to be a, four, a first-round draft pick, right? I don't know about that. I don't know gotcha. about that. I think so. He's, I think he's a legit 6'8". You can see he's got a you know, great body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, born and believe also raised mostly in Japan. No. Yeah. He's got hair like he's been born and raised in Japan. Yeah. He's got the anti Trey Young here. You know, he is. He actually does have the anti Trey Young, doesn't he? Well, anybody with a full head of hair has the anti Trey Young. Yeah, his is nice and blue. His is almost like a crust. I was plan. telling somebody. By the way, you missed the first one. I was telling. And that means Gonzaga's only up through 16 seconds left. This I was telling somebody about up. Trey Young. Oh, look at this picture. I found oh, this boy. picture. We found a picture of Trey Young clearly bald. Boy. Or something like we I typed in, I googled Trey Young Balding. I feel bad talking about a kid like that. He's going to the NBA and he's going to make more money than I've ever yeah, seen in my is. life. He'll be fine. Oh, we missed both of them! So, we got Greenboro with the ball, down three, with 12 seconds left. This kid's going to be taking a three. Oh, oh in and out! Oh, in and out! Gonzaga's lucky oh, to get the rebound. 7.8 seconds left. Gonzaga will go back to the line, up oh, three. Oh, boy, you feel like in March Madness, that's got to go in. I mean, this ball went halfway down and then came out. It was a long look. And it was a long look and a quick look. I but mean, it looked kid, good. Yeah, this kid was bold to take this look. And, it it looked, looked and he thought it was in. Yeah, it did. And it went halfway down. Uh, I mean, a great shot by this kid and just didn't work out. You know, I love the kid taking it. I really do. Yeah. Um, sucks that it didn't work out. And now we got Gonzaga at the line again with oh, the ability to close this game. Yes. Uh, one of the Greensboro players fouled out. He's from Greensboro. We have no idea who it is, and nor do you, and nor do you care. So, one last chance for Greensboro is supposed to be game. lovely this time of year. Oh, they did it! Greensboro get contagious in March too. So, Gonzaga with one more chance to make this a two-possession game. They did three free throws in a row. Incredible, but not incredible in March. And he nails it. So now Gonzaga's up four with seven point eight seconds left. Greensboro has a chance. They really do. They hit a quick three. They have a chance. 
Well, I mean, if you're down four, you don't even need it to be a three, really. Yeah, you need the two and then the miss. And then you, I mean, you got to hope that they miss. Well, you need two again. buckets regardless. But, yeah, you're going to need two buckets. Hopefully you get the three because that puts them down one. And then even yes. they hit both I, of the I, three points. Oh, you're doing oh, yeah. the math. You're yeah. following, no, you weren't following I, I get it because three you. is better than two. What are they doing? What did they do? The Greensboro did something that was incomprehensible. Instead of setting up a play and trying to go for three. They threw a baseball pass three quarters of the length of the ball. Like the there court, was a And it was, easily, play. it was easily deflected and intercepted. Do they not understand that you can catch the ball in the backcourt and in about three seconds get a good look at three? And then you give yourself another three seconds and foul. They basically tried to do the, the Christian Leitner against Kentucky play like with seven point eight seconds. And left. like there was and a magic four. Like, like <laughs> under like under eight points. If you're a, if you're a number thirteen seed, then you, there's a four point play. Like there's a Cinderella four yeah. points that you might. So get. I think we can agree, Gonzaga. Kind of lucky to get out of this. Looking fine, I you am. You know what I mean? I'm looking very happy. Very happy to have them going out in the second round, in San Diego State. Yeah. Well, South Dakota State, even though I keep saying San Diego State. We can buy it. All right. All right, everybody. We're going to take ourselves a little breaky bake. We're going to uh, we go eat, recharge the batteries. You hear that 40 slip when he said bake? He did say bake. What did I say? Breaky bake. Yeah, no, I, I, I fucked that up. We're going to edit that out. That was 40. Thank you, everybody.